Live. Yo, All right. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Listening to the Bring Your Paper podcast. You know what I mean? Bring your paperwork. You bring your mean? paperwork. Now y'all know what that mean, though. I don't know. They know what they mean, though, chap. Let them know what it mean. You know what I'm saying? Really, basically, explain who you are and who we dealing with. Who you? Who you? Who you are to the world, basically. Word. You know what I mean, a lot of like a lot of dudes. You know what I mean? Claim they was living that life and all that, and worry about like a lot of these niggas that's coming home, supposed to be gangsters, glorifying that gangster shit, but they rat ass niggas and shit. So you know what I mean? You just you know what I mean? Trying to do something, you know what I mean? Bring your paperwork, clarify your name and shit. You know what I mean? Let me hear something. And I think that's something that the OGs, you know, appreciate. That's something that they, you know, they, they, they hold that honor in high regard. Right, cause you know, and I, if we can't stand for nothing, you know what I mean? We gonna fall for everything, and it's like the way the culture of the shit right now, like that rat and shit is just so cool and shit. Where it's unfair, you know what I mean? And a lot of OGs is not feeling that shit, so it's up to that shit, man. Fuck that, let the real be known, man. That's real talk right there, you know, cause real talk, the kids is watching, right, and the kids is confused right now. Yeah, so, like, where's the loyalty, man? Fuck that, man. Where's the loyalty, man? Loyalty to your people. Really, that's what it is, y'all. In the last 30, 40 years, it's been broken down. It's time to build it back up. Yeah, and there's so much perpetrators because, you know what I mean, it's cool to be just a chill nigga, you know what I mean? If you know you ain't about the life, don't try to, you know what I mean? Don't try to, don't try to play with that life, man. You know what I mean? Well, that's the IG Stay life. That's the IG life and YouTube and all that. Yo. Got to twist it. Yo, can y'all pause that? Can you put that in mute for a minute? No doubt. One sec. Yeah. Yo, yo, what's good? Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good, y'all? Yeah, there's Scully right there, right? That's my man, Scully. It's 2-3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A.K.A. Circle Face. Talking to my man Chop on the phone right now, y'all. No doubt, Chop, baby Chop. Y'all yeah. know what that means, you know. So let me let you know, my dad. You know what I'm saying? Old school, Jolly Stompers, founded that. One of the founders, Education of Sunny Carson. You know what I'm saying? We know, we know. But I'm Junior. You know what I'm saying? We here. You know we gonna discuss yeah, yeah. this. My man Scully right here. Yeah, yeah, Scully, you know what I mean? From Jamaica, Waterhouse, that's it, Crying you know what I mean? Well, Straight, putting that work, you know? Now we're living in Queens, you know what I mean? Just representing for my gangsters, my G's. Now ratting, you know what I mean? Nah. Straight. All right? So, you know what I'm saying? And what you just said right there, though, that's a hot topic these days. Ah, ah. What, 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 that ratting? Yeah, you know. Ah. So I think that's the topic of the day. Alright. All right, so, so y'all tuning into yo bring your paper podcast, you know what I mean? With your boy Chop. 
Bring your paperwork. AKA Scully, MJ in the building. No Z doubt. Dog in the building. No you know doubt. I mean? Today we got an OG calling in from Crown Heights. What's the OG name? You remember that OG name, Chop? God ass. And what? Ah, chill. Chill, you know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. OG, what's good with you? Yo, yo, what up, what up, what up, y'all, man? What's going on, my G? Peace and respect and love. Yeah, peace, respect, and love, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah big up, OG, still. MFSB, man. A lot of cats don't know what MFSB. SPS man, you know they don't let know. Let them know. Let them know what MS. You know what I mean, let them know. SPS. I don't know which one, you know, because I mean, I don't, I don't be paying, you know, that much attention to past events in terms of dates and stuff. But I know that that, generally speaking, in the '60s, I think I believe there was like two or three assassinations of some great leaders, man. <clears throat> so I come from that era, man. I come from the era. Of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, you know, when, when JFK was president, <clears throat> and that was the civil rights era. All three of them were assassinated. So I come up through that struggle, man. Uh, I come up, you know, saying being taught, man, by um, you know the founders of, of, of the Jolly Stompers and the Mau Mau, um, right. you know, uh, and certain other, you know, elders, yo, man. Yo, yo, yo. For the young listeners and shit, who was the Jolly Stompers? I mean, well, shit, the Jolly Stompers was one of the most notorious uh, black gangs coming out of Brooklyn. Oh, well, Along with the Tomahawks out of Brownsville. Y'all familiar oh, with yeah. them? Y'all seen them before? Uh, yeah, I heard them before. Basically, yeah, basically, the Jolly Stompers and the Tomahawks were founded on the the the, the premise of protecting ourselves against rogue law enforcement or racist law enforcement. So we was taught that um, never get caught by a racist pig because there's no justice for a black man in, in the white boy or uh, white rule system. So that's what we was being taught, you know? Um, that's an and that, Yeah, and that we didn't allow uh, for a lot of the shit that's going on today wasn't allowed. We didn't allow for a lot of that shit to go on back then. I mean, you know, you got to think in terms of Malcolm X and think in terms of how they was rolling down on precincts and stuff like that, man. You know, so that was the movement, man. Uh-huh. It's more militant back then. Nowadays, it's... Ah, some caution in them days, man. Right. Come on, man. I mean, we was walking down the streets, man, talking about, you know, RPP, walking down the street. Ten times a week, Ungawa, that power, destroy, white boy. I said it, I meant it, I'm here to represent it. I'm cool, I'm fly, I'm so above a nimmer nine. Shock it to me one more time. You know what I'm saying? And we had to take real army clothes and shit, man. Come on, man. That's some fire tech shit, man. Come on, man. Real army shit. Hey, and that's, that's, yeah. All together, right? Yeah, and one of you know what I mean? I mean, you know, the whole goddamn family was out there, man. You know, my sister, my brother, everybody was marching down the street saying that shit, man. So, you know, you dared a white boy to come up in your motherfucking neighborhood, whether he had a gun or not. Yeah, we all died at night. Understand who was there. So, gee, do y'all have, I know the one that was with Sonny Carson, 
everywhere we roll, you know what I'm saying? People, what they say? People ask us who we are. Yeah, everywhere we roll, people ask us who we are. Yeah, yo, scared, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, you remember that joint, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Try all these stompers. <laughs> okay, okay. Yo, you know what I'm saying? And it was it was some other shit, you know, like cause all every section, every you know part of Brooklyn had their own their own mantra, or their own motherfucking anthem and shit. You know what I'm saying? You had boys from Best Star do a die. You had you know what I'm saying? Uh, Crown Heights, we can fight every night. You know you had Brownsville. You know, never ran, never will. No doubt. You know, but I know one thing. I know. I know we did run up in motherfucking Brownsville one time and shot shit up. Yo, do you um? Was there MOP back then? Cause they was talking about second generation, or last generation. Was they part of the Jolly Stompers? It's possible, man. I can't remember everything, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, that's just years, man, ago, man. Standing, you know, so much standing, but shit, I'm 56, man. Shit, when I was a teeny bopper coming up when the, uh, your father chopped, um, T. Mason, Pappy Mason, brother, um, uh, Rainbow. Um, uh, you know, in fact, man, you know, God bless, you know, you know, you know, man, these cats, man, they held it down, man. Anybody that went out as a disgrace, that don't apply. But, you know, if you, if you held it down and you went out an honorable soldier, man, you know what I mean? Allah have mercy on your soul while you in the grave, man. But if you was a rat, die in hell, nigga. That's how I feel. So let's bring it back you to know? that subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you think? You know, the title of the podcast is Bring Your Paperwork, so... Explain what that means, OG, you know, or what? I mean, I think that it's a good idea that you catch up doing this, man, because and as G's, man, you got a passion on to this generation. History, I think that that's a terrible thing, man, that um, history, significant history, especially black history, um, is preserved. And that the next generation, they know, man, they because... Those examples, those those values of the '60s and the '70s, right? You know, or the spirit, the nuance. You know, the, you know our ancestors. You know, who was who, who were brutalized um, unjustifiably, man, by and so on and so forth, man. I mean, you know, man. So we're talking about basically invoking that, man. And and I think that is an honorable thing that you guys are doing this. Um, again, to pass this information on, this accurate history on to the next generation. Somebody got to do it. So I, I, you know, I am for all you guys, man. Um, I like what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Oh, gee, we definitely appreciate that. Definitely appreciate the words. And we got, we all is. Mm -hmm. Straight. You know, I mean, you guys can ask me any question in there. I'll answer to my best ability. Uh, sometimes I forget, man. It's been so many years. You know, we was kids back then. You know, I was damn near, I was a baby, to be honest with you. Like, that's why I say teeny bopper. You know, say Jolly Stomper, Lane, Division. You know, I, I was a teeny bopper, nigga. <laughs> yeah, how did you guys do? 
Not just that, you on the sideline watching this shit. Not watching how you know the niggas was putting it down. OG Chill. Yeah. Um, question, right? Um, how old were you when you first got arrested, and what was it about? Oh shit, man! You bring me back. I thought we was talking about these rat niggas, man. You say X, you ain't. I mean, I was. All right, okay, all right, all right. That's a fair question. I mean, I must have been about, what, 13? You know, and got busted for a gun. You know? Uh, nah, in fact, you know, my first first bust, man, nah, punk-ass white boy in blue, scared to death, and uh, I, I had broke into uh, Medgar Evers College, man, just on some mischievous bullshit. Me and some of my friends were from the, from the neighborhood, from Crown Heights. And, um... You know, they, they, you know, cops showed up, man. They came in to investigate, you know. And um, so we was in the bathroom hiding. I was in the motherfucking bathroom, just like the shit in the movies, man. I was, I was on the motherfucking toilet and all that shit. The nigga pushed the stall door open, man. That fucking 38 muzzle in my face, man, shaking like a motherfucker. I was like, please, mister, don't shoot me, man. I seen the motherfucking bullet down the chamber. So that was my first experience of actually facing death. The hands of a fucking punk ass white boy, NYPD. So, mm. I'm scared on his motherfucking self, man. I'm a fucking kid. <laughs> you know, so that was my first experience. You know, my mama came to the precinct. Miss Mitchell, you know, and got me. Now, was that a crew you was with, or just you know a group of friends? Nah, that was nah. I was about thirteen. Now, that was before I actually started gang banging. That was before I actually got recruited into the Jolly Stompers. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't, that was, that was my years before, uh, getting down with the Jolly Stompers. I mean, the ganging and all that was, was going on, but then you had kids like me that was just, wow, we was just adventurous, you know, and we come out the house and we just get off into whatever, man, we feel like, you know, and, and, and shit, man, jumping from rooms and climbing up shit and Spider-Man and all that old bullshit, you know, man, and yeah, breaking in. You know, people's apartment and mm-hmm. like that, and then morphing into you know uh, doing bigger heists and burglaries in the neighborhood and start robbing and stealing and so on and so forth. But you know, um, the recruitment, the Jolly Stuntman recruitment started off. Uh, I was I actually got recruited towards the the, um, the ending of the era of gang banging. Okay. Like right. in like after the blackout, after uh, the blackout happened. So how was you able to get recruited though? Why they recruited you though? What was so interesting about you, yo? Man, at that time I had the guns, man. So they were drawn to the guns. Mm-hmm. So you know, be you know, you know. That's that's what it was, man. You know. So I got. I got if, I, if I don't like talking, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't speak loudly and excited about certain things, you guys got to pardon me because you know, and that's the past, and some of the shit I don't want to relive. Most of the shit I don't want to relive. To be honest with y'all. No doubt. Okay. But yeah, you know, I was running guns from you know I was running guns from the south up north, and um at a young age, and that's what they was attracted to. So, OG, I got a question. Like your father, Chop, and Rainbow, and, and, and T. Mason, all them cats, they wanted guns. 
So let me ask you a question. You know, I could ask how my chop, how, how my dad chop was back then. What was it? You know, the the the, the leadership of the Stompers. Real quick, you know, but also have some other questions though. I mean, I looked at all of them like my superheroes: the dad, Chop, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rainbow, uh, you know, Gears, Big Gears, Long uh, Rutland, Bigs. Bigs always looked out for me, man. Bigs is one of my uncle. favorite OGs. Yes, yeah, Uncle, I did. Yeah. yeah, you know, what I'm saying like when I, you know, I was one of the first little niggas. That uh, bust out with the uh, with the trail bike, man. The Suzuki uh, 100, man. You know what I'm saying? I came around, you know, um, you know that that same. This was the same area that motherfuckers be saying at the GS9. I don't know too much about that shit, but you know, I do listen to hip hop. Bobby Bobby Smurder and Rowdy, no doubt. They come from, they come from that area, right? No doubt. Bobby Smurder was a Rowdy Rock. So they descendants of somebody Grant Rice. So there's somebody's grandson, right? Like Biggs or somebody. Some they probably somebody's grandson, man. So that's that generation. They the millennial generation, man. That's right. The, that's the OG Jaime Weiss. Right, right. So you see what I'm saying? So no doubt. you know these, all these OGs I had. I was mesmerized, you know, by um by their 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 uh. Stat, their, their status, man. Like, they, you know, they was leaders. You know what I mean? And I looked up to them as, like I said, my superheroes. They were my black superheroes. So your father was one, um, you know, Rainbow, like I said, uh, T. Mason, Pappy Mason, brother. Um, you know, Big Gears. Um, you know, Cadet. You had a few, you know, you had a few OGs that I remember. I can't remember everybody, man. Like I said, I was a kid, too. Coming up. Shout out, shout out to Pappy Mason, you know what I'm saying? On top right there. You know, we know where he ain't holding it down. Great, great. Yeah, man, you know, yo, man, listen, man, I never ran with Pat, but, you know, um, I ran with T, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just based off the relationship that I established with T and I had with your pops and everything like that, like, I know Pat, man, you know what I'm saying? But I never ran with Pat. Who's T? Who's T? T Mason, his older brother. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I ran with him for two weeks straight, sticking shit up. You know, it was uh, T Mason, uh, Big Ruff, Danny Boy, uh, Panaman, nigga named Flash. He was the driver of a bitch ass nigga, man. He, he's one that, 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 we, you know, nigga caused us to get busted, man. You know, he's one, anyway, but these the niggas that I was running with. And these was my superheroes. And these are the ones that came to get the guns from me. And for two weeks straight, man, it was a short-lived run, but it was a very intense, very intense and violent one. Well, yeah. Kind of that, you know, that, 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 you know, like, well, you know, like soldiers going off into the battlefield. You don't know who's going to come back. And you don't know who, how long, you know, somebody's going to last on the battlefield either. So that type of relationship. Yo, I got a question. Because, you know, when, when people say game-banging back then, and when they said now, it's, it's two different visuals. That they got, like, what's, like, what do you see the differences in... 
I mean, you know, to me, like I said to to, to y'all, man, um, I was taught that the real war was against the white boy in blue, the oppressor. Mm-hmm, straight. Right? So that's that's who was my that that's who was the threat to me. Me coming out of my house, you know, walking down the street to the corner store, you know, and, and being stopped by these kids and, and thrown up against the wall and twist and everything like that and thrown into a car, a squad car, man, and all off to a precinct and then, you know, whatever they do to you down there, man, you know, beating you up. Like in 71st Precinct, they had some shit, man, called the Helmet of Truth. They put a fucking helmet on you and start hitting you in the head with fucking wrenches and all that old bullshit, man. I mean, you know, so, I mean, so that that's pretty much what we was taught as kids growing up, right? Beware of pigs. And that was the mindset that we you know that, that, that we had during that time. And it was a different mindset. It was a more conscious mindset of the dangers of being abducted off the streets by NYPD, by these, you know, these, these racist white pigs. So that was the dangers for a kid, man. Right. So that was, that's the difference. I know it was worse. Now, in terms of, in terms of, in terms of, and the leadership was different. The leadership back then for me was the founding fathers of the Charlie Stone. Not Al Sharpton, not Dr. Martin Luther King, not Malcolm X, not none of them people, man, that was distanced from me. That, you know, I, I heard about them, the names and all that stuff like that, but they didn't really, they didn't impact my immediate existence. So I didn't, I didn't really give them more, I didn't give them that much weight, like, you know what I mean? The cats that I looked up to, who was my superheroes, was the one I just named to you, your father, child. You know, uh, Biggs, you know, uh, uh, Cadet, uh, uh, T. Mason, uh, Big Giz. Yeah. You know, you had two Giz. You had Big Giz, you know, from, 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 from Rutland, and you had Fat Giz from President. You know, so it was two Giz. You had two T's. You had T. Mason, and you had Terrell. All these stats, man, were my superheroes. And I'm pretty sure I was all around them when I was a kid. Yeah. But, you know, rest in peace to all the soldiers that is not here any longer. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You know, we, we was together, man. We we going to get together. We pour some look out, man. For real. You know what I'm saying? You know, the niggas that's not here, man. You know, we got to do that, dog. Yeah, yeah you know that. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We bust a hidden bottle, you know, like how we used to do back in the day, man. Before we take a swig of that off of that bottle, man. That was that was a ritual. You know, that's that, that go back to, that go back to Africa, right? The libation. I don't know where it goes back to. <laughs> don't get me don't get me to start man. I don't know where that shit come from. But I'm just saying on the streets it was a ritual. You know, that before you took a swig of bed, when you open it, you pour some out for me. Brothers, it's not here, man. Right. You know, but, yeah, man, Brooklyn shit, back then. <laughs> man, listen, man, Jolly Stomp was my world, man. That was every, that meant everything to me, man, coming up under them brothers, man. You know, so anytime, anytime, anytime certain things would occur, uh, you know, um, concerning them, them, you know, it would impact my life, man. It would have a big impact on my first 
first bed, man, I caught, you know, fucking with T. Mason, Pat Mason, brother, man. Big rough for them niggas, man. Over this nigga, over this dumbass nigga, fast. Driving this shit, man, you know? And not listening yeah. to him. The baby. I was a baby, so although I had a gun, I was a kid, I was a baby, so niggas like didn't want to take orders from me. So I'm a baby, but I got more sense than these grown ass niggas. <laughs> I yo, when T. Mason fired off the shots, man, you know, um, on the corner of uh, Troy and Union, you know, the getaway car was parked on Union between Troy and Schenectady, more closer to the corner of Union because the, the spot that I had hit was right up under their mama house, man. You know, um, T. Mason and Pappy in the mama house, man. We hit that spot. That was the last spot that we hit out of the two-week the two week, uh, robbery spree that we was on. And um, T. had a three fifty seven of bonds, and I had um, a forty five. He had gave me his forty five, you know, to do the job. Told me everything to do. Told me the routine, how, he did, how they was going to come out the store and everything. And the reason why they couldn't do it was because they knew these cats. I mean, it was right up under their mama house. You know, it was a number hole. So they already knew the drop. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I got, I did, I did it, you know, got the drop on them, followed all the instructions that was given to me and everything like that and came off with just that T. Itchy finger, you know, he let off a couple of shots and it just so happened that cops was patrolling in the area. So me as a kid, man, I'm telling everybody, listen, man, everybody, everybody stay calm. They don't know we in the car. They just heard the shots and they just coming down here to see if they, you know, where it came from. So everybody get down. Everybody started getting down, man. And this punk ass flash, man. You know, he waited until the patrol car get right up on us, man, and take off, man. Now he banging us in the ass for a couple of blocks. You know, and he turned down Schenectady, turned down Crown, and he gunned it, and he we got him from gain a block on them niggas. I was like, yo, let me out. He, you know, he getting, he's all like, you know, pulling himself. Like, I got it, I got it. I'm like, yo, T, I'm going to kill this nigga. He don't let me out. T, like, yo, don't kill him, man. He got to get away. I'm like, yo, you stupid, man. They're going to cut us off. And that's what happened. We crashed on crossing and Union, man. Man, it must have been about 20, 30 motherfucking cars, man. Come on, man. Man. Now, the only motherfucker that got away that night was Big Rock. Everybody else get busted. Including myself. I don't want to give away too much, man, because I'm going to put it in my body. But anyway, Chop, yeah, and your father, though, man? Come on, you want my two parents. No doubt. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's a piece. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So... How you feel about these niggas ratting out here, though, man? Like, who you, you ever you ever came across any of these rats that these people be glorifying? Hmm. Like who? I don't know who you're talking about. You got a name. You got to put a name to it. I don't know who you're talking. There's a lot of niggas that they say is ratted, man. A lot of niggas that was down with the child. A lot of niggas turned. A lot of niggas ratted, man. Niggas got started getting. You know, walk into the murder game and, and you know, the stick-up game, the murder game, and all that shit like that. But then when they get busted, you know, niggas, niggas is folding, man. Yeah, you ever heard of anybody from the Jolly Stamford? Anything, um, anything you want to speak on? I mean, you know, I, yeah, man, but it hurts me, too. But if I'm going to keep it 100 with you, young as yeah, there's a few leaders, man, that turn, man. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, they dead now, though, you know what I mean? But, yeah, there's a few of them, man, that, you know, I get off into that, man, and maybe when we see each other. But, yeah, man, it hurt me, man. It hurt me hard, man, that, you know what I'm saying? They, 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 you know, they turned, they got turned, you know, they turned into a rat, man. And so I don't have no respect. They lost all, all my respect. All my respect. I had love for them. They was my superheroes. And, you know, when they did that, they actually really, man, just became the lowest thing to me, man. And it was so hurtful, man. I, I wouldn't even want to see them ever again in my life, man. Like, you know, I told one of the leaders, man, I was like, yo, man, when you see me coming, man, just walk across the street. Because I lost all respect, man, after I heard, man, that this thing, and then not only heard, but I heard his family. Because, you know, other G's was telling me because they were seeing me with him. So I said, after I had came home out of Sing Sing, so we went into the Golden Gloves fighting, this is back in um, 80, the end of 82, like December 82, I came out of Sing Sing. You know, uh, playing football and fighting the same thing when I should have been playing football, you know, in college. Getting ready to go to college. Um, my coach was uh, Norman uh, Norman Butler, man, Aziz, man. You know, it was one of the cats that was connected for the Malcolm X assassination. He was my football coach the same thing, yeah. Um, I, was a, I was a star running back, man. It was me, and we was playing up against the, Spart the, the, the Spartans. We was the warlords. He's playing up against the Spartans, you know what I mean? So I was the, the star running back for Aziz, for the Warlords, and there was another cat in there that was competing against me. I mean, I'm quite sure that we both should have been playing college ball. But, you know, not to veer too far off the subject, because you had asked me about, um, about uh, like, was there any of the founders that turned into him? Yeah. And it hurt me tomorrow. And like I said, you know, one of them I told, listen, man, if you see me before I see you, Walk across the street. Oh, that's going to be in the book, right? Yeah, I'm going to put it in the book. Mm -hmm. I can't wait till that book come out, man. Uh, you know, but, you know, but, 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 but what's going on right now? Um, with, crazy. You know, with the culture right now, like, it's, a, it's, the, it's, the, it's like the era of rats right now. Like, and the thing about it is that OGs like myself, man, we got to come out of hiding. We got to come out of retirement. I'm not going to yeah, say hiding. We got to come out of retirement. The ones that are still around, man, if we're going to make a difference um, to the young generation, like set the record straight so that the young generation is clear about certain things, we got to come out of retirement, man. We got to step up, man, because these cats are coming out of witness protection and they're talking um, and, and they got niggas' names in their mouth, and they're not honorable enough to have somebody's name. Because I know I wouldn't want a rat to have them talk about me. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'd be ready to get out of one, two, three, man. I'm like, listen, bro, where you at? <laughs> Let me know. Let me pull up. Bring your paperwork. Like, you know? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I think what you guys are doing as far as, like, you know, niggas playing up their name, nigga, if you was put out there, Clear your name up. So just just bring your paperwork podcast that you guys are intending on launching. Oh man, you know, I'm the first one. Like I said, when I see you guys, I when y'all started and everything like that, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll pull up with my paperwork and let you man my jacket. Alright. Real right there. That's that's honorable. Yeah, because yeah, because you know it has to be, because if I'm out, if I'm if I'm about to drop a book, man, I'm about to drop some history. 
on, on this generation, this millennial generation, so that history is now lost. Because that's what I'll be doing. Why now? Well, skip, nigga, with all the bullshit that's going on, somebody got to set the record straight and, and preserve a piece of history. Like, tell something accurately. Stand up against something, nigga. Like you just, like you said earlier, man. If you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Right. You know, uh, you know, and that was the difference between the black leaders. Was it Dr. Martin Luther King said, man, if you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. I believe it was him. He said, man, if you don't, if you're not willing to die to what you believe in, you're not worth living. One of them said that. Uh, so many of them saying, you know, with so many strong black leaders, man, coming out at that time, dropping jewels and stuff like that to that effect. I mean, so it was like, you got to stand up like a man. You know, so a lot of us youngins, man, we was like, like we was like man childs. You know, I was I was fourteen, man, with a with a twenty two pound handle with a suede holster and a fedora or something. You know, like you know, I'll show you new pictures, man. You know how we used to dress. We was oh, fly yeah. niggas, man. Oh yeah, y'all tailored it right, custom, right? Yeah, tell what we fuck with was clutch the yeah. man. Can't tell them, man. We stayed sharp. Yeah, back then. You know, we stuck up, man. We stuck up in gators and shit like that, man. The Kango. You know, London Fogs and, 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 you know, and, and, and shit, man. The trench coat and shit like that, man. That's that, you know. I mean, we had the brand names, we, you know what I mean? But when it came down to certain things like the pants and stuff like that, man, we go to the French, man. Go to the tell and get our shit, you know, designed the way we want it. So we different than this motherfucker. We want to be different than everybody, man. See, that's the, that's the problem. To, that, today, what, what I see is everybody want to be the same. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is following everybody. Like, everybody, nobody is different. Nobody, be original, be different. Bebo, nigga. Can't tell who is yeah. who. You know what I'm saying? Till you see the name at the bottom of the screen or the announce who right. it is. I mean, like, I, I turn on the, literally, I turn, because I have a good deal for music, right? Because hip-hop, my thing, I, you know, I listen to hip-hop 56 years, but nigga, I'm... I'm a big kid, and so I listen to hip hop all day, man. And I like listening to even these young niggas. But when I, the thing I don't like is that they all sound the same, like it's the same tempo, the same. So when something comes that's different, sometimes you know, man. Sometimes I might tune out, man. You know, from hip hop and just get off into some other foreign shit. Some jack. My daughter loves. Uh, my daughter loves. Um, Japanese. She loved that manga. She sings in Japanese. You know, she sings yeah. in several languages, man. She sings in Russian, she sings in, in, in Japanese. And so, you know, so even just listening to her growing up as she was a kid, man, and she had that trait from her mama, man. You know, she, she, she hears something, man, it's like home, man. She hear that shit one, two times and she never. You know? I remember when her mama came up and uh, on a visit when I was in L, in L Oh, my room, man, um, man, there was a little, there was a radio on, uh, the CEO's prison guard's, uh, desk, man, and we was, they had us sitting right in front of this motherfucker, and I was like, damn, fuck, I gotta be sitting in front of this motherfucker. But some of them CEOs are pervert too, man, they, they want to see you pay with your, with your girl, pussy, and all that type of shit, you know, some of them was pervert, man, so they let you do your thing on the, in the prison room. But the thing is, is that there was a radio, and it was a country and western station. I'll never forget this shit. Every fucking song that came up on that radio, she knew it. Every fucking song. I said, damn, what you don't know? So, so, you know, my daughter took 
that trait. So me listening to her singing in Russian and, and Japanese and all these other, I'm like, damn. So that kind of like opened me up to listening to other, uh, you know, other music from different, from different genres. You, know? genres. you gotta do that, though. You gotta switch it up sometime. That's just maturity. Yeah. Yeah, but I love hip hop though. I'm gonna die hip hop baby. Right. That yeah, and reggae. That's, you know, that's the difference. That's if I if I made any any sense about anything and touched on you know gave you some answers to questions. To me, that's the difference though. The mindset is, is different. We had a, a much more conscious. We had a much more conscious mindset coming out of the '60s and the '70s, even the '80s. Although you know the '80s was like the beginning of the and, and cocaine era, like that was the golden years of of pimping and 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 and, 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 and even selling coke or sniffing coke, you know, having something to do with it. It was it was that time in the eighties, man. So T. Mason turned into a pimp, Rainbow turned into a pimp. A lot of cats that was found as a jolly stopper started pimping. So as a kid, as you know, I'm watching, remember now these must be heroes. I was raised up by my mom. So I'm watching these cats, man, but I didn't agree with that. That's something I could tell you right now. I never agreed with. Right. And then when I came home and I supposed to have been I supposed to slipped into the golden gloves, and I started seeing these niggas come out of cars with two or three girls, not the leaders, but some of these other cats, man, that might have been a part of the Jolly Stompers, but they were like they weren't like the first division Jolly Stompers. They weren't the Warriors. And I started seeing them. I'm like, nah, man, nah, man. This can't be, man. How, how in the hell, man, that you gonna have two, three girls throwing pussy for you and you more pussy than them? <laughs> that baffled me, man. I just didn't understand that shit. Never could wrap my head around that shit. So, you know, I started taking them off. I started, like, targeting them. You know, and, and taking the pimps off. And I put so much fear in the pimp community at one point, man. They had put a contract on me, man. They <laughs> gave it somebody uh, to knew me. So then and OG told me, so yo, you gotta be careful because they will give it to somebody that don't know you. And that right and, and then right after that I, I was a miracle. I got busted. I got busted, did two year pro violation. That saved my life probably. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. How but, life is. Yeah, but you know, but everybody that did, during that time, I, I grew out of like I morphed from being Antwoah from Keystone, Northern Avenue to you know chill. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying chill from the hill, you know, chill from Crown Heights, you know. So that was the name that you know everybody knew me like when I was putting putting in that work as far as extorting the tough community and all that type of shit like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. You know, anybody that was repping in that, and that time, all the founders of the Jolly Star, anybody repping at that time, you know, they knew what I was doing. They was like, damn, man, eh, eh, doing his own thing. Like, you know, eh. Yes, yeah. But Rainbow was one of the leaders that always gravitated. He always, like, I could always count on this nigga, man. Like, like Rainbow was the nigga that brought me in to the Jolly Stars. You know, it was Fat Giz that introduced me to all of the you know, Chop and, you know, your your father, you know, Chop Senior and Rainbow and, and all of them. You know, so Fat Gears off of Pleasant Street brought all them niggas to me. But then Rainbow, 
you know, gravitated towards me because I had to get them guns, man, before they had ran up into uh, the Ozone Lair, which was one of the biggest clubs coming out of Flatbush, out of Casanova, wrapping around Casanova Way. Yeah. yeah. They ran up in there, the Brooklyn 8, ran up in there, took the whole door over, took security over, took everybody over, and um, took the whole club over, man, and was stripping niggas. As they was coming in the club, they were pushing men, stripping butt naked, and pushing men on the dance floor. Must have been about 300, three, 500, you know, three to 500 people. So they, they got the guns from me to go do that job. So what they call that? What they call that? Um, what they call that? Bad I think T Mason was down with it. I think T was down with them at that time. I think he was down with. It. I think it was T Biggs, T Mason, Biggs, Rainbow, uh, Bird, Box, Bugs, Corral, uh, Biggs. Did I mean? Did I say Biggs? See, the yeah. Brooklyn Eight was the Brooklyn Eight was Biggs, Terrell. Um, they got busted for a lot of shit too, man. I can't talk about their case, man, but I know that they that they were they were the Brooklyn Eight, um, Biggs, Terrell, Box, who's supposed to be uh, in uh, Dominican Republic. I think he did twenty seven and got the you know deported. Bugs, was four. Bugs, Bird, five. Um, I think T Mason, um. Biggs, I think he was down, and in fact, it's from Pleasant Street. Those are the Brooklyn Eight niggas that went. No, Rainbow. I think, did I mention Rainbow? Rainbow name. Okay. Yeah, those are the Brooklyn Eight. The Brooklyn Eight. Them niggas right there, man. Deadly niggas, man. They ran up in the fucking Flatbush, my nigga. And that, and that was, and that was Shower Posse and 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 Shower Posse catching over this generation. Yeah, that was there. But we we talking about the history, man, of, of, of that shit, right? The shower posse and Spanglers and them niggas. Yeah. That's, that was their territory, uh, uh, Scully, don't you? You should know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Vinnie Vance and them niggas, Gat and them niggas. That's they, that was their territory. You know, yo, Brooklyn raised some serious gunslingers, man. You know? So, you know, Brooklyn was known as Gunsmoke. And I was a part of proliferating the guns, you know, um, you know, um, in Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. That, I don't think they understand how real that era was, you know. Nah, that was serious shit back then. It was more, like I said, it was a more of a conscious, you the Black Panther era, man. It was like the Black Liberation era. It was serious shit, dog. And see, the thing about it is that we didn't so much, really, really, to be honest with you, man, like I said, the, the warring, I believe, man, that the warring began, like when niggas started like, really, like, going at each other, man, like the Tomahawks and the Jolly Stompers and all that, was when um, a, a business, the, the, the uh, you had, all right, so the, so the Cameo Theater is now a church now. It's located on Eastern Parkway near the corner of Notre Dame. That was the Jolly Stompers Theater. Right, and, that, and I live right around the corner from it. President and Newman um, and Rogers. So that was that was the cameo. You know, back then, man, you had a dollar. You and your girlfriend going to the movies. Um, you know, you pay uh, a quarter piece to get in the movies, and then you pay another quarter for a big big bag of popcorn, popcorn, and uh, another quarter for soda. 
So dollar, you know, all you had to do is have a dollar go to the movie with the comfort. Yeah. And the cameo was right around the corner, man. You know, at that time, man, the, the, uh, the token was a dime. I missed some prices. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 yeah, the cameo that was, was the Jolly Stompers. That was our theater, but then we ran into, we ran the Jolly Stompers crashing out. We ran into um, uh, the theater on the Brownsville side, on the Tomahawk side. And we took that over, and when we was running up in there, we was like started coming up in there, you know, expanding. And then the, the business owner um, hired... Uh, Akbar and them, like, you know, the Tomahawks to uh, secure that theater. I forgot the name of the theater. It was, I, I don't know if it was on Linda Boulevard. Linda Theater's over on that side of the, um, you know, and, uh, and so they hired, and that's when, that's when the beef started. That's as far as I know, as far as I know, that's when the beef started. You know, and I know that, I know that, you know, the ch- I know that your, your father and Bo and all them niggas uh, Biggs on there, they ran up in the Brownsville, stupid shit up. They had a couple of guns that I, that gate, you know, for me. I remember that shit. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I seen him in the movie and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I put a smile on my face thinking, yo, he was out there. He still had, he still had that wildness in him in the, in the older age, you know what I'm saying? But he chilled. He tried to chill before you know before he passed away. Um, and I'm sorry to hear that, man. He was definitely one of my superheroes, man. And I'm so glad that he he left you know he left this life being you know happy with his dignity intact, his honor intact. Yeah, and that's what's most important, you know. Um, you know, is that you leave this life with your dignity, your dignity, and your honor intact, man. You know, don't go to the grave as a rat, man. Yeah. Hey, yo, you know what you yeah, just said right there? That shit, man. Shit is, shit is an epidemic, man. And like, you know, OG's got to check this shit, shit man. Hey, you know what you just said right there, OG? As far yeah. as, you know, leaving with your dignity intact, I just want to wanna share something real quick. You know, a couple days on the 16th, chop birthday. Mm. And what you yeah, just said? Wow. This is his birthday right there. Um, he'd have been um sixty-five. Wow. Wow. See, then that's and that's how, and I'm fifty-six, so you see the age difference, man. Right. Yeah, he's like ten years my senior. So when he was twenty, I was ten. Yo. When I was Before he yeah, passed wow. away, he had me take a picture. He had me take a picture before he passed away. Got dress, suit, fedora, you know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna show you the picture when when I see you. I send it to you. But yeah, he, Chop was a smooth dude too, man. You know, really like Chop was one of my OGs that I really liked. You know, some of my some of them, all they was my OGs, man. I didn't take to them like Rainbow's was one of my top. You know, Rainbow, Chop, Cadet, Big. Bigs always look like I said a big bust his ass on my Suzuki 100. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was always a, a bullshit man, a, a kid, man. And, you know what I mean? I wanted to be different than everybody. Everybody was with the Honda Expresses and the pooches and the mopeds. I was like, man, yo, give me that. Give me that. I want that. 
He was like, you know how to ride this? You know, I'm a kid, man. I'm like, yo, show me how to ride it, and I'll get on it, and I'll ride it. And I was riding that motherfucker. <laughs> I was doing wheelies and everything, man, and I was riding that motherfucker and shit, and I learned how to ride it in one day. And I took that shit around there and showing it to Biggs, man. <laughs> and them niggas was out there, man. Rich, Big, Barry, all them niggas out there. Delroy, all them niggas out there. Again, it was just a hot day, man. And then, and then the cast was like the younger cats my age, you know, who was hot and ready. And they wanted to test them all. You know what I'm saying? And the Biggs all, yo, that's Antwop, man. For peace, you know, snap, you know, and rock. Like, yo, because, you know, I was down with them niggas, man. That was a gunslinger. Them niggas ain't want to. And they had to let them niggas know, yeah, you won't fuck with him, man. Leave him alone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, you ain't ready, you know? But he's a part of our, he's he's us. He's, he's part of us. You know, so, you know, I, I appreciated that about, you know, about Big, man. You know, but he bust his ass on my bike, though, man. He's like, yo, get on there. Everybody's like, hey, stupid motherfucker. Oh, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> I showed him how to change the gear. I showed him how to hold the clutch. And I was like, yo, you just got to let the clutch off easy, man. <laughs> and he let that shit go, man. That shit shot up in the air like a rocket. And he busted his ass. <laughs> to this day, he's like, it ain't funny, huh? <laughs> yo, we got about we got about 11 minutes. Um, I got a question before we, before we go out. OG, why you think people snitch? I think people rat. Man, wow, you wrong. Uh, I don't know, man. I can't get into the head of anybody, but you know what I can say though, man, is that uh, again, and the OG's got to step step up to the plate and you know and set the record straight, man, and pass that their names out there that they because like I said, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen any paperwork for anybody, you know. So you know that's one of the things you don't do is you don't label a motherfucker a rat unless you can prove it. You got paperwork, show whatever. So, again, I, you know, I applaud you guys for what you're doing. Um, you know, and I'm willing to bring my paperwork when you guys are ready for me to come on, you know, so as far as you starting the, uh, the podcast, you know, um, where people can actually see who you're talking to and all that. Yeah, man, I'll come on. I'll come on yeah. and, 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 and be my federal pre-sentence report. And the federal pre-sentence report is everything. It go back to when you was a baby, man. Everything is in there. That's paperwork right, right there. Yeah, that's everything from when you was a baby on up to your current case. Any and everything that you told on somebody's in there, everything's in there, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the feds actually started uh, making people set a sentence report home because Cass was like, yo, enough is enough, man. Bring your paperwork, you know, or don't lock out. All right. Bring your paperwork or don't lock out. Like, you know, some niggas is like, yo, the. 85 of niggas, 85%? It was like 85% of niggas in the chest. And 15% that didn't because that's the numbers that the feds are giving out. Damn. Yeah, we had niggas in there that was walking dead. Niggas walking dead, dog. It's a new slavery. So that walking dead shit is real. We had niggas in there walking dead. Two, three life sentences, man. How the fuck? I go through the feds. I'm on scroll skates, man. They scared as a I'm on, I'm on roller skates, you know, I'm like, yo, I got to be easy, man, I can't, I got to be easy around these niggas, I can't tell these niggas how much time I got, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm careful about that shit, because, you know, niggas been there, got, man, listen, man. Ain't got nothing to lose. Uh, all right. 
And I and listen, I'm not trying to get at nothing with you, one of you niggas, man. I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm trying to go home, nigga. I'm trying to get back and regain my life. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get all that old shit should be sticking the same motherfucking way. Because every day of your, if I had a life sentence, just give me one life sentence, Yana. They ain't got to give me no two, three life sentence. That's an insult, man. Just give me one fucking life. Man. This ain't going to never come home. You ain't never coming home, nigga. All right, I can, I can handle that. You know, but mm-hmm. my thing is that every day of my motherfucking life, from that point on, I'm thinking about escaping. There ain't nothing else more important to me than, than escaping. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand, niggas, man. I, I, my, the spirit that runs through me is different. Never give up, never quit. That's that warrior spirit, man. That's what we got to get back to also. Straight, straight. I don't know what they put Straight. in the food. I don't Bring know what they put in the music and all of that, but it's definitely different frequency casters on nowadays. Yeah, man. Something Something, I don't know. But I know one thing. I know the ODs, man. The ones of us are still alive. You know, niggas want to say their names, man. Anybody who ever got thrown under the bus as far as telling. I mean, I, I tune into certain things because I'm in the entertainment industry and I have to you know, keep up, man, with what's going on. So I tune into certain things. So I hear about niggas' names, you know, Calvin Klein, you know, Brian Glaze Gibbs. I never met this nigga. I met Calvin Klein in, in, in Raybrook, and then, and then he came from, he came to uh, North Carolina. I was in FCI Butner with the uh, Israeli convicted spy, Jonathan Paulus. I'm down there. So, you know, man, he come down there, and me, we the only two Brooklyn niggas, you know, down in the camp. He about to go home. I'm about to go home. I go home before him. I tell the nigga, man, listen, man, this nigga's the hottest nigga on the countdown. We the only two Brooklyn niggas here. Yo, we got to rep, haul it down. Next day, man, this nigga walking with the hottest nigga on the countdown. So what the fuck? I, I just threw my motherfucking hands up, yo. Wow. You, you understand? So I'm like, you know, if I don't see you in a certain light, I can't say anything about you unless you bring it, unless I see paperwork. A lot of cats do nowadays. Some cats do nowadays just throw that out there. Just, you know what I'm saying, throw dirt. So they got to have proof like you said. I mean, you know, I can't, you know what I mean? I I, I only can speak on what I know, bro. And that's being a real estate G, man. Like, you know what I mean? So like I said, I said to you guys, this is needed, man. So I'm going to come on and do my paperwork. I ain't got no problem with that. Establish my street code and who I am and all that. Yeah. Why not stay? Once again, y'all Stay talking safe. to... I know what it is, man. Bring your paperwork, man. Podcast, bring your paperwork. Bring it down here. Let's see what you twerking with, man. We're here with the OG yeah, Chill. Once yeah. again. Yeah. A from P Street off the Rock. You know what I mean? Um, AKA Chill. Brooklyn, the real Brooklyn Chill. Only one motherfucking Brooklyn Chill, man. You know what I'm saying? Crown Heights. Yeah, Crown Heights. We yeah. fight very nice, baby. Hey, hey yo. You know? You know what I'm saying? My man Scully right here. This is Chops. Shout out my boy Chops. And, yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I appreciate you guys, man. But whenever, anytime, man, when you guys you know, want me to come back on and chop it up, you got another subject. But this subject is definitely a, a big subject, the rat, the rat era, man. It's like this rat and shit, man. I mean, like I said, we have to become exterminators like we have to come and we have to exter- yeah man if you let rats pop they pop me fast 
I got a question, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just remember this, you know what I mean? Hey, that blue line, they tell us to do it, you know what I'm saying? They don't do it, though. You know what I'm saying? They, they shouldn't be watching they each other backs more than we watch each other backs. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So you, but you got these niggas coming out of fucking line and they're trying to tell, they're trying to glorify their past, but then they're trying to tell, they, they didn't kill the hundred niggas. I was never a killer. So my claim to fame, so that I'm going to put it on back in right now, and then we'll follow up on it in maybe another episode, I guess, when you guys get ready and get it up and running and everything like that, and I'll come over to the people that actually see who, who, who's speaking. But, I mean, for right now, though, it is what it is. But, um, you know, um, I forgot what I was going to say to you guys just now. I'm really, 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 so I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. Yo, you guys, well, you touching on, like, you know what I mean, they call, like, a hundred bodies come home. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The niggas, 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 yeah, niggas, yeah, niggas killing and shit. I wasn't a killer. I didn't, I, you know, I know kill. I ran with some killers and stuff like that, but niggas killing. And then, and then when they get caught, you know, uh, they folding, man. They telling, they becoming, they telling everybody, man, to save their own ass. You know what I mean? And that's the worst, that's the worst type of motherfucker. You understand the implications of that? You killed a hundred motherfuckers and you got caught. And to save your own ass, you tell on 200 motherfuckers. I mean, come on, man. You a low motherfucker. You a rat. A rat is a, yo, the pig is a cross between a rat, cat, and dog. So you a fucking rat, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you a contribution to swine, nigga. Y'all hear that? Yo. That's, that's, that's cool for thought from the OG right and there. And even if you was, and even if you was speaking the truth, being a swine, a low motherfucker, right, a scumbag, you cannot be telling the kid, man, what to do. I would tell the kid, don't listen to you, man. And they lied because I said, listen, he's a, he's not an honorable. He's a dishonorable. He has no dignity, and he's not to be trusted. He'll tell on you, mate. You lined you up, let's see. Right, so, you know what I mean? So, you know, OG's got to step up and check this bullshit, man. Otherwise, you know, like I said, you're going to have a population of rats. Next generation. I think we need to get back to that to that militant warrior spirit y'all had. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was going up. Definitely, because we, we lost that. Yeah, because the cats, that's where the cats, when the, when the, rat, when the cats are away, the, the rats will play. So, the, the, one of the divisions of the Jolly Stompers was the before the GS9, before Bobby Spooner and Bobby Reverend on them, which are their descendants. Like I said, they're somebody's grand, you know, son. You know, one of OG's grandson. I mean, it was, it was the Cats, nigga. Johnny Stompers, the division Cats. You had different divisions. I, got... I can only remember what I can remember. So that's why whatever I'm throwing out there is what I remember. Yeah, one second. I'm about to um pause this and restart it. Let's restart a new segment. But I think that we did enough though right now. Yeah. Just to get it just to get it started though. I think that we just do an outro, come up with a little intro music, outro music, however you could do it. I don't know if you could do that with but, but you know, the people that roll with him. You know, but I'm sorry I, I, in fact I even I even sat with Faith, man, after he died, and I sat in our house, man, on Cat Name on Capo, man. 
um, from Best Star, man. I was that's when I was messing around with this cat named Animal, man. I had signed him to a deal, you know, put about fifty grand into him, man. You know, you know, he turned out he'd be a lousy motherfucker, man. I had to let him go before I killed him, man. Because you know, what I mean, he just wasn't a loyal motherfucker. He was all over the place, putting shit behind my back and all that was shit like that. No doubt. So I had to cut him off. Was, and I seen my stuff coming And what I didn't, what I did like about him is that every time I seen him, you know, he had his kids with him. So that that was his thing with grace right there. You know, because I remember when we were riding, we was coming from, we was coming from Swiss Beach, we was coming from the Yonkers, from Rough Riders, you know, man. I took him up there, man. Swiss, Swiss, they wanted to sign him right there. I had to get him out of a paper, some paper that he was uh, in with, uh, with AZ and them niggas. I had to get him out of that shit first. Okay. So I had to meet up with, with AZ people. I met up with AZ uh, manager, uh, business associate, or whoever the fuck he was, man, at the Galaxy Diner on Linden, Pennsylvania. And I uh, had the niggas sign the release papers, man. You know, and then... Um, that's when I started. That's when I signed the nigga, and but then the nigga showed me his ass, and I was like, you know what, man, I got, I got to give you a walking paper. Dude. I don't want to kill you, man, because you got these kids and all that. So I was like, you know what, man, that was your walking papers. No doubt, but shoot, you was with uh, you was with Faith though at the Big. You know what I'm saying? That uh, well, yeah, but I was sitting with yeah, yeah, Chapel, man. I was with you know. I was with this cat named Capital, man, and uh, he was tight with Faith, man, after Biggie, man, after they split, and he stayed tight with her, so, you know, when Mike, was, you know, he was, he, and we had him, I had him with me, and he was like, yo, let's go to Faith, and I was like, "Work," and then he was like, yeah, man, that's my girl, man, like, yo, Faith, come on, man, that's, yeah, that's, that's, man, like, you know, man, I stayed with her, man, like, even through all the Biggie shit, I was like, all right, wow, I'm out there in Jersey at that time. Rest in peace. Yeah, set us up. Yeah, set us up with her lawyers and everything. She's like, "Yo, go see my lawyer." Mm. And my lawyer was Sheila Davis. Sheila Davis, some yeah. But she's like, "Yo, go see my people." It's, this nigga handling it, though, man. This nigga wasn't lawyer, son. Definitely, rest in peace, Big Chris. I don't know. I think I told you that's my upstairs neighbor growing up. Two two six seven. Yeah, he should keep me wow. up at night, man. I was trying to go to school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He be uh, had C's all of them up there, but I ain't know at the time he was, you know, practicing his, his skills, sharpening the skills and all that. You know what I'm saying? But definitely always love respect for B.I.G. He's always a good dude. And um, I just hate that he was taken away so so soon before he had a right, chance to right, do, really right. do his thing, solidify what he wanted to do. Right. 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 It's, it's, you know, that industry is a cutthroat. It's a lousy industry, man. A lot of back then, there's a lot of uh, gangsters involved, a lot of street niggas involved. So there's a lot of crime yeah. going on in that industry, man. Yeah, they brought that in there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And um, so yeah, I feel the same way, man. I never met the brother, man. I wish I would. I wish I would. That's what I'm saying. Like I want to meet some of the G's before I leave this man. So this way, you know, I could tell him to give him a share, share a bit of history with him, man. Right. Hey, that's real. You said, what about you say about Pap? No, I said, so they can pass it on. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you know more about Pap than me, man. You know what I'm saying? Because um, like I told you, I didn't run with him. I ran with T. Mason. 
Right. I mean, he get all his shit from T Mason because he was like me. I was watching, he was watching. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, no. What I'm saying was that um, you know, what I'm saying the younger generation, your your generation, you guys got to preserve the history. I, I and you got to get with Biggs and whoever's left, man. Because right. I can only yeah. say but so much. <laughs> Um, you know what I'm saying? More conversations like this, you know what I mean? And um, really, it's a process, you know what I'm saying? I know certain cats may not want to talk, but I'm trying to get as many OGs, you know what I'm saying, as, as I can. I want to do a Jolly Stomper documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, straight. Straight, so we looking forward for y'all to step up, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? We got to tell, we got to tell our own history. Like, like the OG was saying, we got to tell our own history. For us, told for uh, us, and the kids uh, get right. it who, who else gonna tell us for? Exactly. And just stand up like men, you know, against the bullshit. Right. Right. But uh, so you know, I turned into you know what I mean. Bring your paper podcast, your boy. But yo, um, you still record? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, so like I said, I can edit, I can edit stuff. But yo, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. definitely uh, yeah, man. So bring your paperwork, man. You know, what I'm saying you're all welcome, man. You know what I mean? You're all welcome, man. You know, what I'm saying bring your paperwork, man. Clear your name up. If you didn't tell, man, this is your opportunity to clear your name up, man. If you don't come on, man, then we know, you know, to stay the fuck away from you, man. Keep it moving, bro. Oh, definitely it's two, three. You see it with Scully, the OG Chill. Definitely bring your paperwork podcast. Yo, share Yo, this. Pleasure, man. Stop end up with Chop. Chop end up with OG Chill. You know what I mean? Bring your Yo, it's my pleasure, man. My pleasure, youngers. I'm looking forward to this, man. Definitely enjoy right. the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And be, and, and be on the lookout for my book. My book won't be dropping. Probably drop 2020. You know, you know what I'm saying? Then you got the docs, the docu series gonna come behind it. And you know, in the film, like Jada says, yeah, Jada you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Look out for the music, man. We got that. Yeah, the music too, yeah. You know yeah. the music, you know what I'm saying? Yo, it's it's popping. We gonna bring it, man. Yo, check my right. man, check check my man Scully, y'all. Scully, give me your um your IG, give me your um your social media and also YouTube right. show, you know what I'm saying, so that people could go and follow. Nah, I don't have none of that though. You know I'm an OG, man. I don't have none of that shit, man. Right now, man, you know what I'm saying? The little bit that I'm playing around, I'm, man, they just got to wait, man, until my book drop, man. You know what I mean? Then I'll come out, let everybody know what page and all that old bullshit. Okay. But, you know, you know, the, the social media thing with me, man, is like, I see it, you know, but I'm careful with it. You know what I mean? And if, I, if it's not about business, if I'm not going to use it because I need it, then I'm not on it. So y'all going to have to wait for the book. You know what I mean? We're going to keep you updated on that. Alright, right, but right now you can follow me on Instagram, you know, Terry Skullhead. That's Terry Skullhead, C-H-E-R-R-Y-S-K-U-L-L-H-E-A-D-Head, you know what I mean? And on Facebook is Scully Circle Face, you know what I mean? Straight. Definitely, definitely. Um, Dundara. Check me out, you know, to Chop, C23, you know what I'm saying, um... Instagram, Blacklight C23, Black Neo Radio, 
hashtag both of those, you know, the profile pop up or at both of those. And um, this will be on Black Neo Radio, you know what I'm saying? So check it out, and we're going to keep bringing you out more realness. Word. So stay tuned, y'all. Yeah, and to all the OGs, man, you know, the ones that are still alive, the founding fathers of the Jolly Stompers, and anybody that know. You know what I'm saying? Anybody from, you know, from Crown Heights, from, uh, you know, Brooklyn, man. You know what I'm saying? And this is Antwop, man, from P Street off N.A. Rock. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yo, step up, man. Step up. Step up, you know what I'm saying, to check this bullshit that's going on. You know? Um, you know, that's what men do. So that's what we got to do. And it's for the next generation so that the history of the struggle, man, could be painted accurately, man. Right. And anybody who's a dishonorable Disgrace, man, could also be identified as well. Yeah. We appreciate you, OG Chip. Definitely appreciate no doubt, you. Man. No doubt. So, to next time, you know, we it's going to be a next time. Believe that. Right, stay tuned, y'all. Y'all ready. And we out. Y'all be blessed. Peace. Peace. Uh-huh. So, this was a G. He, in fact, he caught a cop case off of Notion Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. So, boom, we're in the phone building together. Now, again, he's a very resourceful person. You know, he knows shit when it happens. I don't know how he get the information. He just knows <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers. So, what happened was, he was about to go in because he had life for bed on to do some, some time, you know, for, you know, you know, parole violation time, right? So, boom, he go in. It's an artist that he's he's about to sign, and I had just came home, and so he was like, "Yo, we going to the garden." You know, saying Puffy's doing something, whatever, but bad boy shit, whatever. So I was like, "All right, this is in '97." So boom. So I had came home from doing ten. You know, I came out of uh, Mohawk uh, Correctional Facility, right? So boom. So I right, make a long story short. He introduces me to the artist. But then, more importantly, he introduced me to a few people. Um, Craig Boogie, who was running with Mike at one one time. That's probably being the, the cat that Mike gave a million dollars. He's like, yo, Mike, Craig Boogie, yo, bitch-ass nigga, Craig Boogie a million dollars, man. Just so he won't be broke. I was like, wow, yo, really? He was like, yeah, man. So Mike, he just started his Mike just started a label up. So, so boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up with with uh, with Daryl, man. You know, Hamo and shit. I was like, all right, all right. So he hooked me up with Hamo, me, him, and Hamo talking online and shit, three-way, whatever. So, boom, we all Muslim. Hamo's totally Muslim. I'm Muslim. And Redbug is Muslim. His Muslim name is Kareem. My name is Sabor. Hamo name. I forgot what Hamo name was, man. Um. Anyway, make a long story short. Hamo sets up a meeting for me to meet Jackie. Mm-hmm. This is what Mike gave her a million dollars to start Iron Mike Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 for the artist that 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 I was holding down for Red Bull Animal out of Best Star, Mike wanted to sign him, but I had fucked up, and it was my first experience, man. Um, it was a learning lesson for me to keep my mouth shut and handle business, close the deal. Mm-hmm. Me and Mike started vibing about Brooklyn, man. This old bitch ass nigga Craig Boogie, he you know made it possible so that I didn't see, I didn't get the deal. 
Because mm. Mike was relating to me, Mike was relating to me, and then Mike kind of like looked over at him and looked at me. He's like, ah, he don't know nothing about this, and I guess he hurt his feelings or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So the dude went through because of that, but I, I know I, that was a learning lesson for me. But let me get to Hamo setting up the meeting with Jack. <laughs> yeah, so, he told me the story. <laughs> yeah, the whole I told you this already, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so like, this, yeah. this was crazy. So all right, so I'm running now. I'm running with some heavy hitters, right? Yeah. So I'm running with Governor Pataki had a plan, a Muslim brother who I was using my elder, and his name was E. T. Marshall, still talking Kareem. He was respond. He's responsible for Malcolm Sabaz uh, Mosque on 116th in Harlem, all the development in the area. Governor Pataki was a pumpkin. Governor Pataki had to play him over all the school construction in New York State. And he was a made man. Wow. So, you know, some big shit. So I'm having a high roller rolling with me, man. Right. And just as he got indicted in the feds, because, you know, he was a made man. He was doing shit, you know what I mean? For the mob and all that shit. So, he, you know, somebody, he did something and then something bit him in his ass. So he got indicted, man. Lost his position, got indicted. I had the, I actually gave him about thirty thousand to help him with fines, you know, right in the court, cutting yeah. checks like that, right in the court. So I'm rolling with a little money now, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm the shit. I got my own shit and everything like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and listen, man, make a long story short. <laughs> this is what I'm rolling with. So when Hamo set the meeting up for us to sit with Jackie, we talking about distribution. Right. I am Mike Tyson Entertainment. We talking about now distribution now. Oh man, in the conversation, she start talking to a wild shit like that, you know. And so you know, when Mike see pink elephants, I see pink elephants. I'm like, what? What the fuck, my nigga? Like, what you just brought me to, man? I look at ET at the door. You know who I got right beside me, man? This nigga facilitated the, the killer in Manila. This nigga facilitated when Muhammad Ali fought George Farmer over wow, in the Congo. Right, right. Yo, we talking spirit. This is a made man. This bitch talking about when Mike see pink elephant, she see pink elephant. I'm like, yo, bitch, you gonna pay for that meal you just bought. I know that. Buying <laughs> up shit, eating buffalo wings and all that armor over there. I'm like, yo, I'm looking at this nigga like, yo, my nigga, come on, man. So I'm, I'm just keeping it 1,000. <laughs> and to me, she's not a very smart person because when Mike when Mike gave her a million dollars, right, to just get Mike Iron Mike Tyson off the off the ground, she fucks around and buy I went to the motherfucker penthouse one. She fucks around and buy some penthouse on Willoughby Street in some building. I'm like, what you paying? Thirty thousand a month? Yeah, she so real I, flossy. She real flossy. So I'm like, well, hold on now. That's dumb because now, oh, I still now, how much money are you going to have for operation and for promotion? That's 300000 Wow. That's what she was actually paying, but she wasn't very smart. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Mike yeah. was totally the worst person to yeah. get his shit off the ground. He should have, he should have, he should have really, really thought about that shit and handled handle that, handle that shit over just people, man, that really knew what the fuck they was doing. Yeah, yeah. And that shit would have got off the ground. Well, he probably figured because it was, you know, that's his sister. He had to give her something to do, and he probably wasn't as serious in the label as, you know, because if you serious, you gonna put somebody, huh? You probably right. Mm hmm. Because you gonna put somebody in, you know, if you real serious about it, and he had the money to do it, you know. But yeah, I talk, I, I talk to her a lot, and we want to talk about like her. 
her fashion, like at the time, because you know she had a lot of furs Yo, and spent a lot of money. And you, what I'm saying to you, don't say it to her. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, no. This is like we talk like family. Like, all I'm saying to you is she's a giggly person. She's like I, me. I'm like wow, yo. I, yo, it, it bugged me out, man, when she said, said that shit. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and then she was feeling herself, too. You know, there was another time I had, a, I had an encounter with her, man. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, Bedford Avenue in Crown. There was a, a spot called Saint. It was a, a outlet over there once back in the day. And then it turned into a few other things. And then at that time, um, it turned into a lounge. And Mike was using it to, to promote. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Mike, he was out there a lot. He used to come out there a lot. Bedford and Crown, whatever. So, I don't know how familiar you are with that area, but there was a night that they was doing something, mm-hmm. and Hamo invited me, Hamo invited me out. He's like, yo, we're going to be doing something out here, come out, you know, support, whatever, support, whatever. I'm like, ah, I'll be out there, I'll come out there and buy a couple of bottles or whatever. So I come out there with a, uh, with a with, with, you know, with one, a street hustler, female, yeah. street hustler, known, you know what I'm saying? Like, she grows horse material, bad bitch, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I come out there with her, I got the land there, green, money green land there, that was what I was rocking and shit, you know what I'm saying, at that time, you know, boom. So I come up in there, and I got her with me, and, and Jackie see me, and so, you know, Jackie come in, I come up to Jackie, and I, I was gonna introduce Jackie to, all my, you know, my people, right? And right. so Jackie got on people, like, yo, oh, she know me, and she, she said she know me, I'm like, oh, hell no. Oh, I just ran from Jackie, man, I just walked on her, man, I was like, yo, come on, baby. And oh, she was ready to fight. Me. She was ready to fight like Mike Tyson. Ah uh, man, she was <laughs> that night. Like I don't know what shit she was on, but I was just round on her, and I just went and sat at my table, man, ordered a couple bottles, and then just bounced, man, because I just wanted to support, you know, support the movement because Tomo had invited me out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to support the champ. I wanted to support the movement, but you know, she could be on some fickle shit, man. So yeah. you know, and then the other thing I'm telling you is that. Well, homicide, oh, killing ass nigga, homicide, God, let me, may God have mercy on his soul. But what I'm saying, and not because I ain't saying that, I ain't telling him in his face. I'm like, yo, how you gonna let Jackie take the pins that Mike gave you, man? Oh, homo, nigga, like you, you fucking homo, nigga? Oh, yeah. man, but you don't know, Sabor, if you go against her, you go against Mike. I'm like, nigga, yeah. Mike, give me something, you like, Mike can't even take that shit back. Listen, if Mike see pink elephants, she see pink elephants. That's crazy though. That's crazy. Mike gave me a business. Ain't nobody taking my school Yeah, yeah. And then she get her own. Catch me when you can. You ain't getting this back. Then she already have her own though. Huh? Then she already have her own. She took had hers and took his. Like I'm. That's what I'm trying to. Like, why would you do that? Like. Why would you take the bands that Hamo get, got from Mike? And then in my other thing, my, my thing, I'm keeping it real with y'all, though, man. And then you need to hear this coming from an OG, right? Another perspective, so this is where you can be more rounded in your perspective when you put it out there, right? I'm speaking to myself, man. I'm listening to Mike, man, when he fought, man, that time. He was like, yo, this fight was dedicated to my best friend. I had to battle that, uh, Barry Darrow. But I'm like, nigga, if who's your best friend, why you was broke? Why you let that nigga go around hungry? Because I heard that the nigga stopped Muslims up. And that's why he got killed, nigga. So you see what I'm saying? And that, see, you don't want to get me excited. Oh, I start yeah. telling you. See, I don't think she know who Hamo is. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying, man. So I'm, I'm like, you know, I love people 
people on the one side, but then I look at their, and I'm like, nah, nigga, you fuck. 